Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. What's poppin'? <laughs> Welcome to your brain on weird. <laughs> I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. <laughs> and this is a podcast where uh, we get really high and talk about weird stuff, paranormal stuff, magic stuff, occult stuff, weird stuff. Weird stuff. Weird stuff, boy. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing okay today. I am fucking tired, and my body hurts, and uh, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, um, you had a you had a busy weekend, so yeah. So this is my first day like off in well over a week. Um, so I worked for seven days straight, and then we went camping, and we had a busy camping day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff. We didn't sleep much that night, because... Oh, no, yeah. We drank too much, but us drinking too much, Nick and I, um, it was like I had like five beers, and Nick had a similar amount of <laughs> Oh, beers. my God. Uh, getting older do be like that yeah it do so that was awful but um we got to take ruby camping and she finally got to like go and be the water dog that she always dreamed of being oh my god she was so happy oh my god it was like a nice like calm stream so she was just like prancing around like a little deer and drinking the water and biting at the water and flipping over when she got to the end of her leash she was being a crazy dog she was being a crazy dog and like mountain goat status like flying over the rocks and like she kept slipping, but she didn't slow down at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're going to hurt yourself, man. Like, I was really afraid that she was going to do something dumb and hurt herself. And yeah. Like, oh, God. But that ended up just being fine. And then, um, then we left on Saturday, and then I went back to work. And then on Sunday, Nick and I drove to New Hampshire to um, visit my dad for his birthday to surprise him, which was really nice. Yeah. And um, then I went back to work yesterday, <laughs> and it's finally a day off. Yay! And, uh, I'm feeling good. No, good. I'm not. I'm feeling tired. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, Ruben actually went into the river yesterday. Oh, yay! So after her brief stint in the stream on Friday, she was like, I think I have the confidence to go into the river. And tried to eat a fish and almost drowned herself in the process because she was like, I'm going to stick my whole head in the water. (laughs) So, yeah. Doesn't quite understand how water works yet. No, not quite, but she's still a puppy. She's got time to learn. So I'm really excited and uh, she's going to take a nice little bath today. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm yeah. gonna sleep. <laughs> All you have to do is tell me a story, and then you can be done. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be um, not too long of a story, but I'll get into that when I'm starting. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> okay. How are you doing? I am relieved. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a whole situation last week with our new and current living situation. Just kind of like landlords and property owners kind of, you know, fucking with us. Um, my current landlord didn't show up for a scheduled inspection that I had spent the entire week preparing for. Um, he still hasn't called us back, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, so, that checks out. And it's been five days. Uh, so that wasn't very fun. I was pretty upset about that because I had to um, take the cats out of the house for that to happen. And they were not very happy with having to go in the car. And... Yeah, so that happened, and then on uh, on the same day, like, while I was out of the house, Jeff got a call from our new apartment building saying that they couldn't evict the person who was in our unit because of what's going on right now. Um, and we were like, what the fuck? Um, but we worked it out, and luckily there was another open unit that is way nicer that technically is supposed to be way more expensive um, that they're just going to move us into, and it's going to be really nice. So it worked out. They were like really understanding and they were like, we're so sorry. Like we weren't expecting this to happen. And so everything worked out. Everything's fine. We have two weeks until we move. And I already did a bunch of stuff last week while preparing for the inspection to prepare us to move. So we're like kind of ahead of schedule now, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel way better than I have over the last few weeks um also jeff found some like side jobs that he can do um so the fact that we're both still unemployed is you know it's all right <laughs> we'll be fine for a little bit longer yeah. we have enough saved so <sighs> i feel like i can finally breathe <laughs> <laughs> so this week i'm gonna i'm gonna spend this week like probably doing nothing moving related just to kind of give me a week off from all that. Um, so I might make us a website. Finally, I started Ooh. doing it a while ago and then I stopped because I was like, this is too much. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, so, I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been, I've been chugging water since this weekend because... I drank a lot this weekend while we were camping. Um, dangerous. I bought Your parents are dangerous. My parents. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't think that either of them listen to this, but my parents are the weirdest people. <laughs> they are, like, they're super successful. Like, my parents are both, like, the most hard, like, hardworking people I have ever met in my entire life. Like, they bust their asses at everything that they do. Um, my mom is retired, uh, fortunately, but she... Good for you, Ginger. Damn. She is an Iron Woman. She has completed Ironmans. Um, she's done multiple triathlons. Um, she's in, like, insanely good shape. She volunteers a lot. Um, like, my parents deserve to have all of the fun. 
And they do. So yes. <laughs> they set up, oh my gosh, dude. Oh, I'm so I'm so upset that you guys had to leave a day early because um they set up the projector like next oh, to the yeah. camper. Yeah, so we were like all yeah. sitting by the river, like outside, watching a movie on a projector. It was really cool. That sounds really cool, yeah. Oh man. <sighs> yeah. So I've been chugging water. That's good. Nick and I have also been chugging water, but Nick kept like going on and on about how fucking nice your parents are. And I was like, yeah, why do you why do you think they're actually my parents? Like, yeah, yeah. Sam <laughs> actually, calls them mom and dad like. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Ginger like casually went on like a five mile run with CJ. She's just like, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. And then she came back and she's like, I ran for like five miles. And I was yeah. just like, no one does like, that. Yeah. <laughs> She got like a mile down the road walking and she was like, you know what? I think I'll run. And then five miles later, she's back and she's like drenched in, drenched in sweat. And she's like, I just had the best run ever. And she's like stoked. Like, oh my God. So good. So I honestly, good. I honestly wish I had, like, I wish I like felt as good as she does yeah. after she runs because that would motivate me to run. But when I run, I just feel like trash. Me too. Like, <laughs> Even I when I was running every single day and I was running like three miles a day with my ex, like I still felt awful even after like a year of consistently running. So yeah. like, well, ugh. she has all, she has like all these supplements that she takes. She's very like careful with like her diet and what she eats like the night before a run. And like, it's just like pre-programmed into her head now. It's great. It's awesome. I love them. Both. I love it. Yeah. Really? Yes. They're amazing. Yep. Uh, <sighs> well. <laughs> they'd be proud of us for hydrating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's the thing is that the entire weekend, my dad would be like, oh, do you want a beer? It's when it's like noon, by the way, or like one yeah. o'clock. Be like, oh, do you want a beer? And of course, Jeff is like, hell yeah. Yeah, I want a beer. But I'm like, I just finished my coffee. I need to drink some water. And he's like, oh, okay. And like... <laughs> You would think it would be the other way around where I'd be like, oh, I'm going to drink a beer when I, or like at like noon. And then my mom would be like, you should drink some water. But no, that's not how that's not how this works. <laughs> and my yeah. parents are fun, drunk people. They really are. <sighs> oh, Shout okay. out to the Gritzos for being amazing. Shout out to my mom and dad. Are you ready? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm going to take another small hit. I was going to say, I'm definitely going to do that, too. Also, uh, I wanted to bring up, I'm sure this is something everyone has been hearing. My chair is really squeaky, so <laughs> I try to edit it out, but I also can't stop moving. So I'm sorry for my chair squeaking noises. <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, man. So it, Okay, that's good. Maybe the noise cancellation that I do helps, but... Sometimes when I'm editing, I'm just like, God damn it. You're like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I swear I'm just not, I'm not just like farting through the entire episode. Yeah. I mean, that's literally <laughs> one of the reasons why I sit, I have like a solid wooden chair that I sit on. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I like Nick's computer chair, but if I was sitting in that the whole time, it would be nonstop moving around and squeaking and shit. Oh, yeah. Like. Yep. There are no other chairs in our house. So I'm just like, well... <laughs> Do I want this squeaky one or do I want Jeff's squeaky chair or? I've tried all of the chairs. They're I all know. squeaky. 
Oh well. Oh well. All right. Well, while you are over there squeaking, <sighs> it's like doesn't do it when I try to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I heard that one. <sighs> All right. All right. So this week I'm going to go into some specifics about um, a couple different demons. Oh, hell yeah. So my last episode, I talked about the Final Fantasy house Mm -hmm. and that cult and our wonderful listeners actually um, gave me additional information, more recent information regarding the cult. And I was going to do a part two, but it turns out there's so much information that I didn't feel like I was going to do it justice if I did it today. Okay, okay. So I'm going to save that. So that's something to look forward to for my next story. Yes. And yeah. um, yeah, so I just decided to go back to demonology. And I'm going to talk about, I chose three different demons that I'm going to just kind of go through what their deal is today. And uh, save that extra long episode for next time. Sick, sick, sick. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. So, the overall theme of the three demons that I chose are um, not all demons are evil. Okay, yeah. These are demons that um, are not malevolent, you know? They're just, they're just chilling. You know, they're not necessarily good, but they're not evil either. They don't do bad things outright because mm-hmm. they're demons, you know. Um, so we're going to go back to uh, Christianity for a second when... Oh, boy. I love it. Sorry, I dropped my card. Um, so uh, when the uh, the angels were fighting against heaven because they wanted freedoms that quote-unquote, God wouldn't grant them. And then God banished them to hell. Uh, among these people were... Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is Stolas. Ah, oh, yes! Which is why I have my little yeah. Stolas card. Oh! Um, so, Stolas, um, his name... He also goes by Stopos or Solas. He is a great prince of hell. Um <laughs> Hell yeah. He is the commander of 26 legions of lesser demons. Um, he's obviously a fallen angel. Um, so he was not created in hell. He was fallen from heaven. Okay. He is most commonly depicted as an owl with a crown and really long legs. I love it. Oh, I, I love it I so love much. It too. It's so weird. But he's also uh, depicted as a raven as well. And... Oh. If you ask him, he will turn into a human form. He will take on a human form. Yeah. But mostly okay. he's an owl with a crown, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And he's just like, he's chilling. Yeah. Stolas was actually one of the first demons that, like, I found out about. And this goes back a few years before I was really getting into, like, witchcraft and stuff. And it's really funny because, like, his associations are the color blue, okay. which is my favorite color. Yes. The element air, which is my main sign. Yes. Or my main element. Libra. Whoop. <laughs> He's also associated with the planet Jupiter um, and the tar- tarot card ten of cups. Okay. 
So those are just like all things that he does. Yeah. He is very knowledgeable in a couple different subjects. And most people who work with Stolas are working with him to gain knowledge about astronomy, history, and the knowledge of poisonous plants, herbs, and precious stones. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sick. He also okay. contains, like, infinite knowledge about the entire cosmos, like, the entire space, whatever. He also has knowledge about all natural sciences, including biology, etymology, and using science to gain a greater understanding of how magic works. Yeah. So. Okay. I think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, so he's mostly benevolent. Um, you have to, like, show him respect, like, with all deities and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And he's described as a very effective teacher. And uh, one of the other things is, uh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. It's cool. It'll come back. So not only is he an effective teacher, he... Oh, what did they describe him as? Okay, so they described him as, like, um, an appraiser. There we go. That's the word. Oh, so not, okay. So, so not only does he, like, have knowledge of, like, all this different stuff, but he, like, also has the ability to, like, add value or, like, describe the value of the object that you're trying to, like, oh. ask him about. Yeah. So so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And when you're working with him, you have to show him the respect that he deserves because he is a great prince of hell. He's one of the 72 spirits of Solomon, which I will talk about sometime, some other time. Yeah. Um, we can get into Solomon eventually. Yeah. That's I was a like, whole, that's too long. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so he's number 36 in the line of 72 spirits of Solomon. Okay. Um, so when you give him respect... You have to, you like, or when you work with him, you have to give him the respect that he deserves as a prince. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he will lash out. He will lash back and be like, he will minimize, like, <laughs> your desired outcome. So basically, he'll just be like, he'll be like, oh, here's what you wanted, but it's not exactly what you wanted. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I kind of like um, that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's also known to change like, historical events for his own amusement. Yeah. And if you have darker tendencies, he actually will offer the knowledge, if you ask, of, like, darker realms. Okay. Um, but it's, like, hidden. So he doesn't, like, outright give this information to do, like, darker deeds. He, like, keeps it hidden. Okay. So that's pretty funny. Um, he's also a day demon. So when you're working with him, you have to summon him, like, in the bright sky, like, <laughs> oh, outside. Um, he has his own personal seal, like, his own, like, sigil that you yeah. write out. Um, I don't know He what it likes looks like. the scent, yeah, the scent of cedar. He likes, you know, blue. Using a scrying mirror is really useful. And then the other thing is he... Um, is particularly attached to tin items. <gasps> oh, Hellier intensifies. Just Hellier things. 
So I thought I was just like that is Ooh. that is interesting. That's an interesting little aside. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I like his sigil, by the way. It's it's complicated, but like most of the demons are have like mm-hmm. complicated sigils. Yeah. So that's Stolas, and I love his weird little his weird little crown and his long leggies. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. I mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. Um. Also. All of this information, um, there was a really comprehensive website called Black Witch Coven. Oh. Write that down. Yes. Me, write that down. Okay. Yeah, so that stole us. So I, like, found it. I was like, ah, of course he was, like, the first, like, person, or the first entity that I've been drawn to. Yeah, Um, that makes a lot of sense for you, I think. It makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, I like rocks and plants in the color blue. (laughs) Yeah. Sick. Okay. So the second person i'm going to talk to is amon amon okay amon um he is a great prince of hell as well and he is number seven of 72 spirits of solomon so he's a little bit higher up in the hierarchy above stolas his ruling planet is the sun oh so okay so he, like, draws on the sun's energy and, like, uses that. It's, like, a very, it's, like, constant. It's, it's very cool. That is really um, cool. He commands 40 legions of lesser demons. <laughs> oh. Which is a lot, you know. His colors are red and gold, and his two elements are fire and air. Okay, that checks. He appears as a serpent-tailed wolf. Serpent-tailed? That fire. <laughs> Serpent-tailed wolf that spits fire. Okay. So he's like a wolf, except he's Putting got like a little sneak Putting this together in my tail. head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't check to s- in my um, demonology book to see if he was in here, but I'm going to see if maybe I can get a little reference pick. Yeah. Oh, shit. He is in here. Yeah. This is the funniest looking picture. <laughs> That's so weird. Wait, does he have an owl head in that picture? So he has... Yes, the head of an owl or a raven. So he oh. has a wolf body, a raven head, but he also has, like, wolf teeth. And that's, like, one of the things that, like, is uh, always, like, a deciding marker for him. Like, he can take human form if you ask him to, but he always has these wolf teeth and he always spits fire. Well, that's metal as fuck. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have back legs, but he has, like, a serpent's tail, which is yeah. pretty cool. He's originally thought to, his, like, origin story is thought to come from Amun, who is an Egyptian god. Are you okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I heard that. I was like, what was that? Um, or Amun-Ra, so the sun god. Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's why this is connecting so easily in my head. All right. Yes. Yes. So that makes sense why his um, leading planet is the sun and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Oh, and then when he takes his human form, he always has the teeth, mm-hmm. and he more likely than not will keep his owl head or his raven head, depending on, you know, what story. Or a nighthawk <laughs> as well. Oh. So he is considered one of the great princes, but among the greatest of the princes of hell as well. He's the like greatest top- of the great. Yes, he is top ranked, but he's also really stern. Okay. <laughs> he is- That checks. All business- all the time, which is pretty funny, I think, because the main powers that he has 
is um, the power of, like, love and nice sentiments. And if you call on him to help, he can rejuvenate your relationship with a friend, um, a partner, whether it's, like, um, platonic or romantic. He can rekindle a fire, um, strengthen that relationship. And can he can cause people to fall in love or reinforce the existing love. Yeah. Um, he can also calm the fires between foes and allow them to see past their differences to make up. And so he's kind of a peacemaker. Yes. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is also mainly used in divination because he can tell the past, present, and future. With stunning accuracy, which is pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also used in the War for the Heavens. He was used to create alliances between different people. So they, like, used him as a strategist to basically try to get as many other angels and stuff on their side yeah and like convince them to help them for the war for heaven so wow so his speechcraft level is pretty high yes his charisma <laughs> is off the chart for being someone who is so strict and stern all the time yeah yeah uh, so that's also really fucking cool yeah when working with him you're supposed to um Take time to meditate and, like, calm your mind and, um, oh, man, I'm just getting this, like, flashback to Avatar. Um, <gasps> when Aang goes to the spirit world and he meets the guy who takes faces, you have yeah. to, like, not show any emotion on your face. And that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from this is, like, you kind of have to, like, meditate. You have to remain calm. You have to know exactly what you're asking him for. Um, you have to, like, have his sigil. So, like I said, all of them have their own sigils. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to have his sigil, like, present. They, like, they're, like, put it on your chest. Like, draw it out and put it on your chest. So he oh. can always see it. And so that you, that he always knows that you're talking to him. And it also recommends that, like, you use the Triangle of Solomon to, like, use as, like, a protection. Because Solomon will protect you even if, um... Amon gets, like, a little uh, upset, I guess. Yeah, okay. And it's always important to fulfill your end of the bargain before dismissing him or, like, thanking him for his time or anything like that. Because if you don't fulfill your end of the bargain before you ask him to leave, he, he won't do what you asked him to do. Yeah. And he'll probably just, like, leave it or, like, fuck you up in, like, a different way, you know. Yep. Um, it's all about respect. He is a great prince of hell, etc., etc. And then I just want to see if there's, like, anything in this book that I didn't touch on. Yeah. I was going to say, too, that's, like, another, like, pretty ongoing theme with, like, when you're working with a lot of these, I'm going to say, like, deities, demons, like, the same thing, is, like, there needs to be some level of balance and I mean, that's just like a constant theme with all of this stuff is there just needs to be a balance. I mean, you can't like ask, like you can't ask somebody for a favor and not expect something in return, not expect to have yeah. to do something in return. Yeah, exactly. He just wants to see your end of the bargain fulfilled because he's like, I'm going to keep my promise 
but I don't really trust you to keep yours. Fair. So I need you to see it done before I do anything for you. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And then the only other thing is that it's like, Amon knows better than most that it is possible to change so much as to be virtually unrecognizable and yet still be the same person underneath. Transformation. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's Amon. Nice. Yay. I did not know anything about him. Yeah, them, I like didn't them. either. And I really liked learning about him. Like I said, I was looking for um <sighs> benevolent deities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good good place to start. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, well, yeah, let's ease into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the last demon I'm going to talk about is Bifrons. B-I-F-R-O-N-S. Bifrons. Bifrons? I think it's Bifrons. Bifrons. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah. Okay. So he is also one of the 72. Um, he's number 46. So he is not a great prince. He is actually an earl. Mm-hmm. So he is an earl of hell. Okay. <laughs> I assume he commands legions. But, um, oh, six legions. He commands six legions. Okay. And Earl Bifrons appears as monstrous, but will take on a human shape when ordered to. Or when ordered? To. Oh, okay. I was like, when ordered to? <laughs> well, so. Okay. In my research, it did say ordered, but I I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that, like, felt right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't so, feel right. I think it's like when you ask him, he will take on a human shape. But okay. it also didn't say what his monstrous form was. So he's just like some monstrous demon. And he is the Earl of Hell. And he is proficient in astrology. Okay. He focuses on planetary influences. He also has extensive knowledge of geometry, herbal knowledge, Precious stones and plants, again. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) The other thing he does is he has the ability to transfer corpses from one place to another. Oh, interesting. That is a very specific skill. Yes. And it um, it was talking mainly... Like, people that were already dead and buried. Because he would take them from their tomb, and then he would light a ghostly candle above their now-empty grave. And leave it there, like a phantom candle burning. Okay. For, like, the rest of forever, I guess. Weird. Um, Above where he took this body from. And it didn't say, like, you know, why people take or need bodies moved. It didn't say why he likes to do that or anything. But it wasn't like, oh, I have a dead body and I need to move it. It was like, literally like emptying tombs out. So strange. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He is also considered to be part of the sigil of Baphomet. Originally made popular by the Knights of Templar. Mm-hmm. So the Knights of Templar worshipped Bifrons beside Baphomet, basically, as one of their main deities. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. 
And um, despite that, that was basically all the information I found on Bifrons. Yeah. So, so is it is it the astrology thing that like that people go to him for mostly? Like, I mean, I yeah, yeah. It's mainly astrology and how planetary influences work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You know, if um, uh, if Mars is in retrograde or Mercury is in retrograde, how is that planet directly influencing you? He will know about that and he can help you with that. Um, okay. And, like, it's not like Stolas who has, like, infinite wisdom of the cosmos or anything like that. He kind of focuses more on... Like the alignments... Yeah, planetary alignments, influences on individuals. Okay. And then the thing where he just takes bodies and lights phantom candles above tombs. That's so random. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So that's Bifrons. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's Amon and that's Stolas. And um, sorry that didn't take as long as I thought it was going to. but Dude, no, it's fine. I it's still fine. think it's fine. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, just a little, a little more of a taste of demonology. Oh yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to, I already lit a candle for Stolas today, and obviously I, like, had him pulled from my deck, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna, just give him thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely, that definitely checks out. For mm-hmm. you, I think. Yeah. It was crazy as I was reading through that and I was like, of course his favorite color is blue. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. I know I've brought this up a million times, but that's literally like how, like what happened with Lilith. I was like, I was like, I don't know. There's something about this that like makes me want to look into it. And as soon as you start looking into it more, you're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's very strange. Yeah, and then and then Tin just at the very end. Yeah, was like goddamn. That's like yeah. another just random thing. Yeah, that they that's just thrown in there. That's like what the fuck. Yeah, and it's just like something that they associate with him is Tin, and Cedar was another thing. And I was yeah. just like weird. It's very weird. And yeah. poisonous plants and shit. Poisonous plants and herbs and precious stones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All of which mm-hmm. I love. So. True. True. Yeah. True. <sighs> yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for our first our first full-on dive into some demons. Yes. Um, I'll probably talk about Solomon at some point and mm-hmm. why his um, you know, the seventeen what spirits of Solomon, why that why that's relevant when, you know, there was like two hundred main angels that got thrown out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's only 72 Spirits of Solomon. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know. To. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I, I'm not saying. Me neither. Like, I know a I little don't... bit. I know a little bit about it just because I like encounter it sometimes when I'm doing research and I've been pulling bits and pieces out, but I don't know the whole entire. Yeah. 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 Me neither. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be great. Here it's going to be my. We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. 
This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. I'm going to take a hit. What about a hit? <sighs> I'm going to drink some coffee. Oh, I made an entire, 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 entire thing of uh, coffee, and I already finished it. That 500, 500 milliliters, I think. <laughs> so, uh, I will not be taking a nap after this. <laughs> well, that's fine. I love the other day that Jeff was like, yeah, I just, like, make an entire pot of coffee, and then I give most of it to Jess, and I have a little cup for myself. And I was like, yeah, that checks out. Oh, yeah. he's exactly he what Nick like, and I do. He takes, like, a quarter <laughs> of the pot, and I take, like, three quarters of it. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, yes, it's perfect. Yes. You need more coffee if it's iced. It's just a fact. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Somebody, uh, one of my friends, Ellie, posted on Facebook today saying that, like, She's like, I refuse to drink my coffee, like my hot coffee, after it's gone cold, but I love iced coffee. And I guess, like, her husband is, like, the opposite, where, like, he hates iced coffee, but he'll drink his hot coffee once it's, tor- once it's like, turned cold. Weird. Yeah. But, like, when Weird. you think about it, like, iced coffee is made with, like, a, like, there's a different composition, I guess. Yeah, there's more. So, you usually usually it's made stronger. And yeah, because you put ice in it, and then ice is watery. Yeah. 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 Aww. See, coffee is water. We've been over this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hydrate. Hydrate or dehydrate. All right. Would you like to medicate me? I would. I would love to medicate you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So, um, this was a topic that was suggested by one of our friends on Twitter, and I really like this because I think that it's important if you are like us and you typically, uh, smoke flower or buds, um, I wanted to talk about the best ways to store your weed. Oh, yeah. 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 So this doesn't apply to like edibles, tinctures, all that stuff. Um, that is going to have like different instructions on how you should store it. Like some of it needs to be refrigerated, so on and so forth. So this is like specifically for like flower and buds. And of course, my source, as usual, was Leafly. <laughs> Thanks, Leafly. Thanks, Leafly. Freaking love Leafly. Um, so like. <laughs> I'm sure you've had it happen to you where, like, you find a little baggie with, like, a couple nugs in it in your pocket or, like, in a cabinet somewhere or, like, in a drawer. And then you're like, well, shit, is this still good? Like, how mm-hmm. old is this? And, like, especially – this is, like, especially relevant for people who, like, harvest their own and, like, you need a way to store it either while it's still in the process of curing or, like, w- until you're ready to actually smoke it. 
when you buy from a dispensary, they'll typically give you like a pretty nice like storage container, something that's like good for you to keep it in for a bit. But like sometimes you want to split your stuff into other containers and maybe you want to travel, you know, like if you're leaving the house and you don't want to take your entire stash with you. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, in order for your weed to be ready to smoke, it already has been or it has to be properly dried and cured. Um, So while there's no exact expiration date, it has to be kept in a cool, dark place just like wine. (laughs) So finely aged, finely aged. Uh, You keep your like wine in a wine cellar. It's like the same thing. You kind of want to keep the same idea. if it's stored properly, your weed can last from six months to a year before it dries out. When it does dry out, it'll lose its potency. It'll lose its flavor. You're going to get bricked if you smoke it. Yeah. 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 It literally becomes stale. And then when you smoke it, it's just hot and like harsh and just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing to consider is like mold and mildew typically like grows in temperatures between 77 and 86 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 25 to 30 Celsius. So if you store if you store your flour below those temperatures, your stuff will pretty much stay good. You also want to keep an eye on your humidity. So store it between 59 and 63 percent relative humidity if that's something that you can even really control. You want to keep the, hum- the humidity below 65% to prevent mold growth. And if you let it drop too low, you risk your weed becoming brittle and drying out. So you need to, like, find that, like, balance between, like... Okay. Okay. Hey, Ruby. Come here, honey. Hey. <laughs> look at you. Puppy! Ruben. <clears throat> Excessive heat can also dry out your weed. It dries out, like, the cannabinoids and the terpenes, like, all the good stuff that you want. And like I said, when you smoke weed that's dried out, it's going to burn really hot and it's going to be really harsh because all of those oils and all of that like liquid is gone. Yeah. Um, if you think like grass in your lawn, if you, like your grass is getting hit by sunlight all fucking day. It just burns. Yeah. It just fucking burns. Like, especially with when the sun has been hitting it all day. That's another thing is the UV rays are super harmful and will degrade your weed over time. So you don't want your weed to be exposed to any kind of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Another really cool thing is that a study conducted at the University of London in the 1970s concluded that light was the single biggest factor in the degradation of cannabinoids. So I see so many people worried about air. And then they and store really their light. shit in plastic bags like I'm doing right now, like an idiot. Um. <laughs> I was actually just thinking, I was like, man, I definitely have a half sitting on my bureau and like in a plastic bag. But yeah. sunlight definitely hits that bureau for like an hour a day. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. So when I we're done recording. <laughs> yeah. So that the same study that like that figured out that light was really bad for your weed um, concluded that cannabinoids maintain stability for up to two years when they're stored in the proper conditions. Wow. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if your stuff is stored in a really like good container, it can last up to two years. Like Hell that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and. If you store your cannabis out of direct light, that also helps you control the temperature for, like, obvious reasons. Um, So, yeah. 
That seems so obvious, and I feel like an idiot for never even thinking about that. That's the thing, is that when I was going through this, I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm like, I store all my shit in the right places, I don't need to worry about it. And then I'm like, ah, I definitely keep jars out <laughs> in the middle of my window sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, and you're just like, Ugh. And it's definitely getting hot in there, and then get sad. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. So sorry to all the weed that I've burned before <laughs> and not in the good way. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if these are all weeds, why don't we just burn the whole place down? <laughs> oh, we will. One dime at a time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah. So the last thing to consider and um, the thing that, like I said, I think people focus the, mo- the most on um, is air and oxygen. Cannabis does need oxygen in order to grow and in order to cure, but you don't want to expose your flower to too much oxygen while you're storing it because it speeds up the degradation process. On the other hand, you want your cannabis to have some air, especially if the buds haven't been completely dried. Yeah. Um, So it's like this crazy balancing act between humidity, temperature, light, air exposure, all that shit. Again, like, we talk about this all the time. It's, like, a fucking science. Like, there's so much. There's so much to think about and so much to learn. Yeah, this so, is this is one of the reasons why we do this, right? Is so we can learn something every week? Yeah. Yeah, and I love it because, like, I mean, for having smoked for so long and having done research when we've needed to, you think that you know everything. Like, and there's you don't. No, of course fucking not. Like... So anyway, so really quickly, no, 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 it's okay. (laughs) So I'm going to give you some quick do's and don'ts uh, for storing your weed. We're going to start with the don'ts because that's really important. Um, Don't store your weed in the refrigerator or in the freezer. Um, A lot of times there's temperature fluctuations that occur. You're opening and closing that door especially in your refrigerator, if you're putting like warm stuff in the refrigerator, like your fridge and your freezer aren't always at the same temperature. So that's like that if it's in the fridge, it increases the chance of mold and mildew to grow. If it's mm-hmm. in the freezer, the tri- trichomes on your mm-hmm. weed, the little sparkly parts that are like the best, they'll like literally fall off in the freezer. Oh, interesting. So when your buds get too cold, the other thing is that they scavenge water from the air and that affects the flavor of them. Mm. So your weed's going to taste like completely different once you take it out. So if you do choose to store them this way, use a vacuum bag, suck all of the air out, like suck all of all of the air out. And then when you take it out, um, allow it to cool to room temperature. You don't really need to store them in the fridge or the freezer anyway. Unless I guess your house gets really hot and you don't have anywhere to like tuck them in where it's cool. But... I don't know. I've never seen anybody do that. Man, I just had another realization. We gotta stop storing our weed directly above the stove. Yes, that's another thing. That's another thing, dude. I was gonna say, don't don't store your weed above electronics or appliances that give off heat, because heat rises, especially if it's in a really high place. Um, damn it. <laughs> you should be storing your weed... In like a cabinet that's near the floor, or I mean, something. It's in a cabinet. It's just over here. This one. Oh, I guess that's not. I guess that's not that bad. I Wait, mean, which one am I pointing to? What? The one that's there. No, it's that one over there. Oh. 
Here, ready? Let I me mean, turn maybe. You. Yeah. Okay. It's hmm. this one. This. That's yeah. That's pretty close to your stove, man. Yeah, that's about. This I bet one. that gets pretty hot. You might want to move that. God damn it! <laughs> See. I'm yep. learning so much today. Yep, yep. Jesus Christ. So well, thanks. I think it, I think it was Rick who suggested this. So thanks, Rick, for suggesting this because we're thanks, learning. Rick. You're really saving my life right now. <laughs> I'm getting like the honest. slap on the hand. Like I know, stop right? that. <laughs> I gotta text Nick now and be like, hey, hey, we gotta talk. Uh, anyway, so another thing you don't want to do is you don't want to store your weed in cheap plastic bags or containers. Um. I thought that it was bad to store your weed in a plastic bag for a million other reasons, but apparently plastic bags have a static charge. And so that attracts the trichomes off of your weed. So if you're using a plastic bag, you're like, it's literally sucking all of the like really nice, pretty sparkly bits that everybody loves off of your weed. Um, so if you use a plastic bag, only use it for a short term. Um, there are higher quality bags available that yeah. are not statically charged. Like Mylar bags? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I'm going to get into that because that's what, yeah, that's what I always tell people okay. to use. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, another thing is don't use a tobacco humidor. Oh, Yeah. My, like, I'm, like, thinking of, I don't know, I, I already, once I saw this, I just knew the reason why. Um, most tobacco humidors use cedar wood, and that has oils that transfer to your weed, and your cannabis will start tasting like wood. wood. Weird. Yeah. I mean, when you open up, like, a tobacco box, even, like, you can just smell it, and, right, like, right. your weed will just suck all that up. Uh, another thing you don't want to do, and this is something that I'm proud to say I've never, ever done. Uh, you don't want to store grinders, pipes, or other paraphernalia or tools with your cannabis, especially if it's been used. Um, the ash and resin that's left on it tends to linger, um, and it will stink up your storage container, first of all, and it will affect the taste of whatever fresh weed is in there. Um, so if you have like a gross, dirty bowl, don't put it in your bag or your jar with your weed because it'll make your weed taste bad. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, like definitely have been, been guilty of like, um, storing like a used bowl, like for road trips, like in, um, the compartment in my car. And then yeah. when I open that compartment up, it's just like, psh, stale yeah. weed, stale weed and burnt resin <sighs> smell. Yeah. Mm, Gross. So yeah, those are all things you don't want to do. These are all things you should be doing. You want to store your weed out of direct sunlight in a cool, dry place like we were talking about. You want to be storing your stuff in a container that has a neutral charge. So like a glass mason jar so that it doesn't like pull those trichomes off of your weed like a plastic bag does. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that like Mason jars are what we use. Those are, like, really, really airtight. Um, So those are just really good. Another thing that you can use is um, there's a brand called Boveda that makes moisture packs. So if you're concerned about, like, maintaining the humidity of your weed, you can buy these little – I don't really know exactly what they are, but they're just, like, essentially little paper bags that you put in with your weed that help maintain the moisture. Okay. Um, And we use those, too, and those are awesome. So – Like I said, you want to be using jars that are airtight. 
Um, if you have something that vacuum seals, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you have a lot of weed that you know you're not going to smoke for a long time, maybe just like stick it in a vacuum seal bag and pull all the air out. I mean, there's cheap ways to vacuum seal your bags too. You can just like close it all the way up, except for a little thing in the top, and then suck all the air suck out, it out with your yeah. mouth. Like I'm sure that's more effective than just leaving it. So exactly, no, totally, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that you don't have to do, but really helps is. Um, I like to separate my strains if I have multiple strains so that the flavors don't mix. If you label them with a date, that helps a lot too. So like I said, what what we do typically when I don't for some reason have a bag sitting out on my desk is (laughs) we use, I'm like literally looking at it being like, what is wrong with me? So (laughs) we normally... Use mason jars with those Boveda moisture packs. Um, We typically try to label whatever jar it is with the strain, although sometimes we just kind of mix them because sometimes it's fun. Get a little salad. A little salad. A little salad. Um, And when we travel, this is like, honestly, I am so happy that we like discovered these because when we travel, we use these like smell proof bags from a brand called Interplanetary Development. Um, I think you've seen me use them before. They're the black ones, like yeah. the solid black ones. And those, those are Mylar lines. So there's absolutely no light pollution. Those are smell proof. They're airtight. And they're just like little, basically little like Ziploc bags, but they're really, really, really nice. And we use those and we love them. So I highly recommend those. And wow. you can keep an eye out for other like really cool ways to store your weed. Um, obviously, there's a lot of like stuff being developed left and right. Yeah. We have, like, vac jars at work, um, so that's an option for people who are looking for um, something a little different. We have dark ones that don't let light in, and we have clear ones, um, basically, but they're a jar with a top, and then there's a button, and it, like, releases all the air, or, like, sucks all the air, so you can't just, like, pull the lid off, but it's, like, vacuum-sealed. Yeah, we have one of those. We have a big, like, plastic container that's like that that has the push button. I mean, it's meant meant for food storage, but still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those work exactly the same. Yeah, so that's an option as well. They are plastic. I think most of the ones that I've seen are plastic, so just keep them at a light at that point. (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, plastic containers are fine. Yeah, it's just, like, the cheap plastic bags. bags. Yeah, Yeah, like Ziploc bags. Um, that's that. And obviously the best way to avoid your weed no longer being as fresh is to smoke it in a timely fashion. Yes, that makes sense. If you know how much you smoke, don't buy more than you need just so you don't have to like sit on it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's all about keeping your weed fresh. That is amazing. Fresh to death. learned so much today. Holy crap. Yeah. I already texted Nick and he was, I was like, hey, we shouldn't keep our weed above the stove. And he was like, why? And I was like, oh, because it gets too warm, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, dude, right? (laughs) But we like didn't even think about it. Like, whoops. Uh, yeah, honestly, after, after like, looking that up and reading that, I'm going to be, like, way more careful. And that's the thing is that Jeff has been lecturing me and lecturing me and lecturing me for the time, that like, all the time that we've been dating about, like, how we store our stuff. But we're still not, <laughs> we're still not doing it the right way. 
So. Wow. Big yikes on all of our parts, but we'll do better in the future and hope our listeners do too. Correct. The good news is that uh, I go through my weed pretty fast. So. Well, that's one way. See, that's the most efficient way to keep it fresh. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So for our listeners, thank you for tuning in for another week. Um, If you like our show and you want to hear our episodes a full 24 hours early, unlock bonus content, you can subscribe to our Patreon for as low as $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash yourbrainonweird. I would just go directly to that link. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we don't pop up for some reason when you search on the Patreon website. I'm putting that on my to do on my to do list. I need to bother. We're not again. sure why that yeah. is. So yeah. just go straight to that link. So patreon.com slash your brain on weird and you'll find our page. What else? Um when this comes out, we'll just have released another little weird episode, which is a shorter episode where we sh- we tell some stories that maybe don't warrant a full episode. Um, that'll be up on all the platforms. Yeah, and that one was fun. The one that we just finished was really fun. We did, we talked about witches. We talked about vampires. We talked about UFOs. UFOs. It was a very, it was a very fun episode. I yeah, really liked it. It was one. very well rounded. So yeah. Yeah, and definitely listen to our other little weirds. We have four out at this point, which is just like incredible. To That's me. crazy. We've been doing um, this for four months, dude. I know. So <laughs> yeah. So thank you for everyone who has supported us so far. Also, if you want your story featured on one of our little weird episodes, you can email us. Um, personal stories, weird dreams, synchronicities, deja vu experiences, like ghost encounters, whatever weird stuff has been happening in your life, please yeah. tell us about even, it. Even like encounters with weird people. Like even yes. if you like meet some meet somebody on the street who's really weird, like that counts too. Yes. Yeah. This is weird. We just want to hear your weird stories. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> so you can email us at yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook. We're on Facebook. You can um, find us on Twitter at weird underscore pod. You can DM us there or just tweet at us. Um, we're super active on Twitter. So chances are if you tweet at us, we'll reply like within a few minutes mm-hmm. because that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on Instagram uh i have been taking time to make some dumb graphics for our recent episodes (laughs) and i'm really starting to like it so you can find us at yow podcast and rate us on apple podcasts as well yeah if you are if you uh have gotten this far if you could please 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 take some time to rate us we would love that um it really helps us like gain some more traction and uh yeah 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 okay is that it yeah sick awesome thank you for listening um i'm sam i'm jess and this has been your brain on weird Bye. Bye.